0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant.
1: And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Lilu. The Lilu Massager Plus Bra is the first hands-free pumping bra that mimics breast massage so that you can express more milk in less time. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is has introduced a new product. I guess it's not new anymore, so I should change this ad copy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's newer. The Sage newer. Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant. Um, I don't know why I always have to say lubricant like that. that like on some on a sex line or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we will hear more from our sponsors later. Uh, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page if you need anything. Check there and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And now, Diane, who's our review of the week?
0: So this review goes back a little bit, but I saved it for this episode. So... It says, hey, ladies, I just wanted to send you a quick message to let you know how much I appreciate your podcast. I just had my baby nine days ago, and breastfeeding is off to an amazing start. I listened to your podcast. I think I've listened to almost every single episode and started during my pregnancy and just felt so equipped with great information on all things breastfeeding. I even enjoyed my first glass of wine last night while celebrating Mother's Day because I knew that I could and it wouldn't affect my milk. I'm just so grateful for having found your podcast during my pregnancy so that I could hit the ground running with my breastfeeding. Journey. I've been able to implement so many of the tips and tricks that you shared, even in this first week of my daughter's life. I tell everyone about your podcast, especially all of my pregnant moms who are going to be breastfeeding for the first time. So, like I said, this goes back a couple months because she was talking about having a glass of wine on Mother's Day. Um, but the point is, she felt comfortable having a glass of wine on Mother's Day because she heard us talking about it being safe. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Brittany. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> because that is what we're all about here at the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, making sure you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, but but seriously though, thank you so much for sending that in for us. And she she did send that to our um to our Gmail, badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com. But if you can put them on iTunes, that's really super helpful. It shows like makes a podcast show up so other people can can find us. At least I think that's what it does. I could be making that up, but um, I'm pretty sure that's what it does. I hope so. And yeah, and send it to us. We love to hear it, and we love to know how like stuff like that. Because just yesterday, even just yesterday, somebody emailed me and was like, "All right, what are the rules? I, I finally had my baby. I'd like to have, you know, I'd like to have a drink. Um, what are the rules? What what should I do? This is something that will never go away, right? Like you you're. This is never going to go away." People are always going to ask about this. Always, always.
1: It is amazing to me because there are very few topics that have such clear science behind them that are so controversial. Like <sighs> this is this is a topic where the science is just so clear, mm-hmm. and it is still one of the most controversial, judgmental, you know, anxiety-provoking. Topics.
0: Judgmental. That's a great word to throw out there because it really is. Yeah. Nobody will make you feel worse than if they know that you're having a drink while you're breastfeeding your baby. Right. And, and I don't mean while at the moment, even though you can do that. I mean while like the whole span of time yeah, that yeah, you yeah. happen to be breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Like nobody will make you feel more judged than at that time.
1: Right. And there's really no other time where you have such c- clear science backing your decision.
0: Um, but we did this episode yeah, years I I ago like oh were you okay go ahead i'm totally like no it's
1: okay yeah. i was like trying to i know i was trying to gather my thoughts because i suddenly had a hundred because i have notes coming out the wazoo and <laughs> yeah so the so we did this episode in february of 2018 and it's a re, it's an episode that we refer to often i went back mm-hmm. and listened to it and like that was like back when the sound was shitty and like I mean, the episode is great, but it's like, it's so old. And one of the beautiful things is the science hasn't changed, um, but no. our sound has.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So we it's, can make this, you know, it's, it's going to be better. This.
1: Yes. Get yeah. it on people's radars again. And, you know, have we have so many new listeners since February of 2018 um, that you guys can hear it, too.
0: Yeah, it's. um We don't often go back and listen to our own podcast. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. (laughs) So the fact that Abby did that was pretty stellar because, um, (laughs) but I do, I mean, and I remember a lot of what we said, um, but I'm sure there's stuff that, you know, that I totally forgot too, but there's definitely stuff that I know that we talked about there, but it was, um, it will really make you feel better about your choices. Not just because somebody says to you, Oh, it's fine. If you drink, it's like, the science behind it and what it is. It's like real evidence behind. It's okay. And this is why it's okay. And you will be amazed
1: at the. You will be amazed at what we are talking about. When we break down the science and the numbers for you, you will be amazed. You'll be like, Oh my God, I can't believe that this is what people are freaking out about. Mm -hmm. So let's just continue to talk about what we're going to talk about just so we can keep you on the edge of your seat. (laughs) (laughs) No, and so like any other topic, we'll start out... Because people... We did the marijuana episode and then people were like, why are you encouraging people to do marijuana? I'm not encouraging people to do anything. We we are a breastfeeding podcast because we're into breastfeeding and we know a lot about breastfeeding. And so we give people information to do whatever they want to do. Like Diane said, do whatever the hell you want to do um, right. while you're breastfeeding. And so if this is what we know, people are going to do it. So have the information on how to yeah. do it safely. And... The beautiful thing about alcohol is that there is no issue with the alcohol content in your breast milk. It is not a alcohol in your breast milk issue, it is a safety issue. And that's exactly. all. Yeah. All you exactly. have to do is plan to be a safe person while you're drunk, which is a oxymoron. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to have a safety plan if you're going to be drunk and go ahead and nurse your baby. Um so we know, you know, this is, a, this is a very common thing in our culture, people drinking. What's not so common is how taboo it is and how how much we in America equate drinking with being like throwing up on the side of the street.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I was just going to I wasn't going to talk about throwing up on the side of the street, but I was just going to mention about how different it is in other places, and last week, last weekend, um, we were in the Adirondacks with family, and one of the family members, my husband's cousin's wife, I don't know if you guys want to follow that along, but she's Asian, and she was talking about how she was drinking at a very young age, so when she had her because of how things are set up and because that's just how it was in her culture and they would, you know, give her alcohol or whatever, not like get her drunk, but you know, like family members would give her alcohol and stuff. Yeah. And she said that when her, when she was bringing up her daughters, she had them drinking at a very young age because she wanted them to know what their limits are. And we were like, oh, I never really thought about it. And I don't, I still don't know how I feel about that, but that is so how it's, how different it is than it is here. Yes. Like it is just so different. And here it's like, when you just ban things and taboo it, mm-hmm. what does that make you want to do?
1: Yeah, it makes exactly. This is what adolescents are going to want to do. They want to do that banned thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who and doesn't? I get it.
1: I like to do that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did everything that I could if it was banned. Yes, I, right. I, I breastfed because my mother told me that I What am couldn't. I not
1: allowed to do? That's what I want to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let absolutely. me find out
1: first what I'm not allowed to do. <laughs> then I'll tell you what I want to do
0: yeah exactly
1: Um, yeah it is very different it's you know we just make everything this culture is so different from all other cultures and you know we can spend all night talking about that but Um, it is true so this is going to be similar to the having a designated driver concept so if you're driving and you're out you know hopefully there is a conversation about who's going to drive home. And then Mm -hmm. that person is going to be the one that takes it easy so that you can drive home safely. So this is going to be the same thing. Who is going to take care of the baby? If somebody is going to be drinking, someone's going to have to take it easy to take care of the baby, to take care of any emergencies that come up to make sure that the drunk person... Because listen, nobody thinks they're more sober than a drunk person a really good way to put you know there it's i'm not drunk i'm not drunk yeah i think you're a little drunk i am not drunk i'm totally fine i'm not drunk at all Mm -hmm. this is the this is the song of the drunk people (laughs) this is (laughs) this is their their motto i'm I'm not judging (laughs) i sang it for decades oh yeah yeah i mean so there needs to be a person who's just like yeah yeah uh uh-huh and is able to handle an emergency if it comes up, who is able to make sure that there is no bed sharing, no bed sharing. Because when you fall asleep, when you're drinking, you will not wake up. You do not have that normal kind of, you know, uh, sense around your baby.
0: Yeah. You'll wake up um, eventually, but you won't, you know, yeah, not like you, you might won't be in tune with your baby. baby. Yeah. You won't be in tune with your baby like you are when you're sober. No,
1: it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Do not bed share if you are drinking. You can nurse. And even if you're drunk and you need to nurse, have somebody there just supervising. Yeah. Because it is not an issue of alcohol in your blood, in your in your breast milk. And now we can get to the numbers because the numbers are fun. Yeah. The numbers are fun for me. And I'm not usually a math numbers person, but with alcohol, it is just so clear. It is really cool. It's just so interesting how what we are freaking out about. Um, Okay. So you are going to, we talk a lot about a glass of wine. So a glass of wine is going to have somewhere between 11 and 13% alcohol. So. When you drink that alcohol, it goes into your bloodstream. It goes into your breast milk at the same rate that it goes into your, into your blood. And it's metabolized the exact same amounts as well. So now people think, okay, I had this alcohol. I had this drink that has 11% alcohol. So now my blood is 11% alcohol. And now that's what my baby's drinking. <sighs> that is not how it works. That is not how no. it works. No, you are drinking this. It is being absorbed into your bloodstream. It is being metabolized. Your blood alcohol level is going to peak about thirty minutes later, and it's going to peak at 0.
0: 0.02. And now so we it's need one to glass of
1: wine, right? One glass of wine, yes. And so let's put that into perspective because people are like okay wait we went from 11% to 0.2 what does all this mean okay so the law in most states i don't know i, I, I maybe this varies from state to state i'm not sure um, but if you are above a blood alcohol content of 0.08 in most states you are driving under the influence right you get a breathalyzer right. you're swerving around you get a breathalyzer if your alcohol level is po- over 0.08 You are too drunk and you'll be arrested. Right. Now, a blood alcohol content of like 0.3 or 0.4 is fatal. 0.3, 0.4. Not 0.03, 0.3. Not 0.03, 0.3. Yes, the DUI will come at 0.08, which means you are too drunk to drive. You are very impaired. Um of course your body weight I think and all different kinds mm-hmm. of things play you know different size of people I guess have different amounts of blood in them and whatever.
0: I think yeah just metabolizing I think people just metabolize at different rates so yeah. Um and so furthermore
1: to put this 0.02 is your blood alcohol level after one glass of wine 30 minutes it'll about 30 minutes it'll be 0.02. So now how much alcohol do you think orange juice has in it? Not vodka orange.
0: <laughs> Not a screwdriver. Orange
1: juice. Tropicana orange juice. How much do you think is in there, Diane? This is this is my favorite.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember the numbers. So I'm going to say 0.03? 0.5. Oh, dear.
1: 0.5 to 0.7. A banana has 0.05. Oh. So a okay. banana has more alcohol content than your blood after 30 minutes when your blood alcohol level is peaking at 0.02 after 30 minutes. Not having beer has about 0.7. Sorry. That's okay.
0: I just, I remember having this conversation. It might've actually come off of this, um, this episode, having this conversation with my husband, or maybe it was just something we were listening to. I don't know, whatever. But, um, we were talking about people in prison and prisoners. I think it was actually like a, some kind of murder podcast we were listening to, but it was talking about somebody who was in prison and, Like ended up dying because they got drunk in prison and fell to their death or something like that. And I was like, "How the hell do you get drunk in prison?" And my husband goes, "Fermented fruit." And I was like, "Oh, how much? That's a thing. You have to like have a lot of it." Well, I think maybe you you know save all the fruit that you get. Well, listen. So
1: the ferment. This is exactly what I was about to say. Thank you, Tom. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) fermentation creates ethanol. So that is why orange juice, not just orange juice, apple juice, grape juice, that's why these things have an alcohol content, because of the Mm -hmm. fermentation of this fruit creates ethanol. And things like kombucha, we drink a lot of kombucha in this house. And, you know, that's a fermented drink, has an alcohol content of, of, I'm not even sure. I mean, there's like the, there's the the kombucha that actually does have like a measurable amount of alcohol in it, and then there's the kind that doesn't, but anyway. Um, a few other things that have an alcohol content, burger rolls, <laughs> sweet milk rolls. I don't know what the hell those are. They sound disgusting, but.
0: Oh, maybe those would be like the Hawaiian, like they're like. Oh, maybe. Oh yeah. The that's sweet like rolls. the yeah. brand name of them. They're like sweet rolls or something. Hawaiian. Sweet, sweet, sweet rolls, rolls are fine.
1: Something. If you add the milk in there, I know this is a breastfeeding podcast, but the word milk in a, in a bun. It's kind of weird. That yeah. sounds gross to me. Honey buns. Oh, so well, there little are, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. There are there are things in our world that have an alcohol content. Now, you wouldn't like not give your baby a banana
0: or eat one because, while you're pregnant. Like, right, 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 right.
1: I think that actually, let's have a, a moment where we just take a break to talk about. Um. Oh shit. I mean, okay. I'm going to say this and then we're going to take an ad break, but I'm going to say this. And then so people I think confuse uh, drinking while you're pregnant with drinking while you're breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Now when you're drinking, when you're pregnant, your baby is sharing your bloodstream. So this is like a very real concern, except even like when you're past seven or eight months, you know, my midwives were like, have a glass of wine.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of mixed... Try to calm
1: those fake contractions down. <laughs> which yeah, there's a lot not of mixed... Be fake, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are... Even when I was... At the, I went to the ER once when I was pregnant because I wasn't feeling well. And I was like eight months pregnant or something. And the nurse was just like, you can have a glass of wine. Like, if you need a little help calming down, like right now, just have a glass of wine. It's fine. Your baby's developed. It's okay. Now, she didn't tell me to get trashed. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it is very different, though. It is a very different conversation because your baby is sharing your bloodstream. Your baby is not sharing your bloodstream when you are breastfeeding. It is mm-hmm. outside of you now. And so this is extremely different conversation. And uh, we can keep having the conversation after uh, a word from our sponsors. How about? All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Lilu. The Lilu Massager Plus Bra is the first hands-free bra that mimics breast massage so you can express more milk in less time. We do the heavy lifting so you can go hands-free. The lactation massage cushions inside the bra mimic hands-on compression motions recommended by lactation experts. The bra holds your breasts in place, massaging both simultaneously while you pump. The Lilu Massager Plus bra helps to fully empty your breasts to establish, increase and maintain your milk supply. Research shows that breast massage helps you to pump 30 to 50% more milk per session. Breast massage also helps alleviate clogged ducts and engorgement. Learn more about the Lilu Massager Plus bra at wearlilu.com that's w e a r l i l u.com. Join their community and save $10, then use code BADASSBF for an additional $5 off of your order. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health was excited a while ago to introduce their new product, Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant, the newest product in their vaginal care and comfort collection products designed to support vaginal health through every life stage. Sage is designed to replenish your natural lubrication and provide temporary relief from vaginal dryness. While vaginal dryness is most common in older women, there are a handful of other factors that lead to vaginal dryness. Breastfeeding, antidepressants, some fertility and cancer medications, stress and even exercise. As with all their vaginal care products, Sage is made without estrogen, parabens, glycerol, or coating oils. Check out Sage and all the other vaginal care products at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N Health dot com. And use code promo promo code BADASS for 15% off of your order. And Today's sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. All right, let's talk about more alcohol
0: stuff. Yes, let's people, do it. I've, I feel like people think that you are pouring the drink right in the baby's mouth. That's how people act.
1: Well, this is a very, very common thing that I see that I see on the internet. I see people saying, if you're tipsy, your baby's tipsy. Oh
0: my God. Come now, on. For your, for
1: your baby to be tipsy, <laughs> you would be dead. Yeah. You would be dead. Yeah. You would not be able to live with as much alcohol in your system to make a baby tipsy. That is insane. S-
0: stupidest thing I've ever heard.
1: Seriously. Um, yeah, but people say this all the time. And it's just like, this is like... I mean, this is, of course, why we have so many problems. Because people just constantly spread all this nonsense.
0: Yeah. And I think something to remember too, and I usually tell people this when I'm talking to them about alcohol, is that if you're having, like, say you have your baby and you had a drink or you're planning to have a drink, you want to have a drink. It's probably at best been about a year since you've had a drink or at least almost a year. Um, If you were doing like fertility treatments and stuff like that, then it was probably even longer than that. So one drink might make you feel like you're done, right? Like one drink might be enough to like really make you feel like you're drunk. That still doesn't mean it's a lot of alcohol. It really doesn't.
1: No, so that it, means that you are a safety issue for your child. But not that's your all it means. No, yeah. All it means all is, all is it that you means. need somebody to make sure you don't roll on your baby when you're nursing them. Yeah. And then put you to bed on a separate surface. That's all.
0: Yeah. Everybody you needs know, one of those people. You what? Everybody needs one of those people.
1: Yes, yes, yes. This is not, you know, y- yeah, your breast milk is not a danger to your child. You are when you're drunk. Because mm-hmm. dr- be- people are just, people do not make good decisions when they're, this is what alcohol does to you, right? It fucks with your decision making.
0: Right. Anything so, that puts you under the influence. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And
1: plan this beforehand, because like I said, there is nobody who thinks they're more fine than a drunk person. So you cannot you do not have good judgment when you're drinking, even if it's just a small amount, because like Mm -hmm. Diane said, yeah, you're going to be affected more
0: than you were. You'll be a cheaper date. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that there's more alcohol in your. No, you know, like it really just. No, this is another thing
1: because people, you know, people say like, well, you know, if you're sober enough to drive, you're sober enough to drink. Now, I don't. I don't have as much of a problem with that because if you are sober enough to drive, you're sober enough to drive your baby to an emergency room if there is an emergency. Um, But that still doesn't determine that. It still doesn't mean that if you're not sober enough to drive, that there is a dangerous amount of alcohol in your breast milk. You know, it just means that you are no longer safe. Right. Right.
0: Um, I know people like to have a gauge, right? Like people want to know like exactly like, what do I go by? And I think that's why that whole um, if you're drunk enough, or if you're sober enough to drive, then you can fit because then that really gives people something to like something solid for people to grab onto. Yeah. Like, OK, yeah. there's my that that's my window right there.
1: But also um, we know. Yeah. But we also know that people do not make good decisions when they're drunk and often no. think they're fine enough to drive when they're not. Exactly. Yes. So if you're going to have I told this story on the other one, but when after I had Jack, I had friends over and I was just like, I'm going to get drunk with my friends. Josh, you need to just be like the baby person. Mm -hmm. And so he would like cart the baby out to the drunk people every once in a while. And we'd all go like, (laughs) and then he'd take him away. And then, you know, I'd put him to bed at some point. He handled him through the night um, so that I could just drink and not yeah. have to think about it and be safe, you know? And then I did not sleep in, I don't even, I guess maybe put Jack in a bassinet or something, but, um, I didn't sleep next to him. And that's, that's the thing. That's, you know, that's all you got to do. You got to make the safety plan around your behavior, not your breast milk. Right. And there are people, cause you hear this all the time. So, so, I guess we know that like your drink, so you have a drink, it's going to peak in your blood about 30 minutes later. It'll probably all gone out of your system after two hours. So people are like, okay, so after two hours, I can nurse again. Okay. But again, we're talking about, we're talking about alcohol content that is less than a banana. (laughs) So if you're trying to avoid the alcohol content in a banana, then yes, you can wait two hours. But you don't need to do that. This is why this is, I love the numbers because Mm -hmm. it shows that we don't need to worry about the numbers. Yeah. We don't need to like look at the clock. We don't need to count our drinks. We don't need to do all. We need to stop that. First of all, stop focusing on that because people are not focusing on the other part, which is making the safety plans. And that's what you need to do. Just don't bed share and have someone there who can handle an emergency if needed. That is all. That's it. Um, that's not all because I serious I have two more pages of notes. So it must not all <laughs> not must not be all. <laughs> um, but this is the conversation that happens so much around breastfeeding, right? Is like all these things that you can't do, all these things that, you know, and people are like, Well, if you love your baby, you can give up drinking. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to. And like, don't say shit like that.
0: Right. It's why not do you okay. have to be such an asshole? Yeah. yeah.
1: And you don't need to give up everything that you did before you had a baby. This is what makes people not want to breastfeed, you know, makes people feel like it's too hard. It's taking too much out of their life. And it's just not true. And it's very clear that this is not true.
0: It's not true. No.
1: You do, you know, all. Yeah. I mean, I said it a million times say it one more time. Don't bed share. Don't drive. Don't be alone because you might drop the baby. And that's all And I remember after I had Exley I was um, at home So I And I texted my midwife and I was like Can I have a beer? (sighs) Like you know and she replied I can't think of somebody Who deserves a beer more than you And I was like There you go
0: I said that to somebody yesterday <laughs> because she was like, she emailed me as one of our listeners, actually, I think. And she emailed me and she was asking about, you know, she's like, I don't even really want, I don't really drink that much, but I've just been craving a hard cider for like nine months. And I'm like, yeah, you earned it. So, you know, like go right ahead and enjoy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And another thing that you hear is like, I had a drink and then I nursed my baby and my baby fell asleep. My baby like slept longer than ever. No, they didn't. (laughs) That's not what happened.
0: No, it really isn't.
1: That's not what happened. I mean, it's not because of the alcohol. It's just not. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. So... Yeah,
0: what else there's in your I do, notes? I know, I'm
1: trying to look at my notes. Um, so, yeah, well, actually, I think I said everything.
0: So I there's something I definitely want to bring up. Mm-hmm. There is some information out there. There is evidence out there, research out there that says that it can impact your milk supply, that alcohol can oh, impact your yeah. milk supply. Mm-hmm. That is if you... Drink a lot. And I don't mean you went out one night and you drank a lot. I mean, like, you drink every day kind of a thing. Like, that's when it will impact your milk supply. If you are a regular drinker and you are drinking all the time, that will, that, that does have the potential to impact your milk supply. But if you're just like, you know, I'm a social drinker, I'm going to a wedding, I'm going to a Christmas party, I'm going to a birthday, whatever, that's not going to impact your milk supply. Like, that's fine. But if you're like, oh, I'm drinking every day, then you might have, we might find that that's a milk supply issue over time.
1: Now, if you are pumping while you are, because I I don't, well, whatever. We don't always need to hear my story about everything. Um, Pumping, it's possible that being drunk can make it more difficult to have a
0: letdown. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. It can um, hinder letdown. Um, so if you
1: experience that, just know that that's okay. It'll come down at some point when you come down. And don't dump it out. No. Do not pump and dump your milk. That does Absolutely not make not. it metabolize faster. It, all it does is waste breast milk. And it's, not, it's still safe to give your baby.
0: Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Like people, go, oh, pump it. It doesn't make the alcohol go out of your system any faster. It's just wasteful. There's no yeah. reason to do that. There's no reason to pump and dump ever in your life. So don't any, let anybody tell you that you should be doing that. But especially in this situation, it does not make the alcohol go out of your system any faster if you're pumping it and dumping it out. It really doesn't.
1: So there is a a pediatrician, a a Canadian pediatrician. He's like his name is Doctor Jack Newman. He he's like at the Toronto Breastfeeding Center or something. Um, And he had a Facebook post. This was years ago now, but it's still up. We can link it in the notes. Um, Where a woman was drinking, you know, drinking drinks and testing the amount of alcohol in her blood over time. And he breaks down all these numbers again in that post even more. Like it's not just 0.02. His number is like 0.0273529. Like <laughs> he's got like the, the down to like <laughs> he's really all the it. exact things are there. He's really on it. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, he explains it all, you know, he writes it all and I'm not going to read it cause it's, you can read it, but, The bottom, the basically the thing is, and I don't even, I don't know if this is said in the post or if it was said somewhere, it is like putting a shot of vodka in a swimming pool. (laughs) Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, that swimming pool, of course, I mean, swimming pools are so gross to me, but (laughs) I mean, you still don't want to drink the the swim, you don't want to drink the swimming pool water, but not because of the alcohol content. Um, okay, and so here's another thing that you can ruffle Diane's feathers for a minute <laughs> those alcohol test strips.
0: Oh my god,
1: yeah, that will make sure my you get those because you need those. <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> don't ever buy those, don't ever accept those. I, 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 just because somebody invented a strip that can detect alcohol in breast milk doesn't mean that it should have been. Invented,
0: and they don't. It doesn't mean that it should be sold. No, they shouldn't. And they don't work. Those are that is some a great example of somebody playing off your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. That is what that is. They don't even work, and it's a ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, come on, come on. When you can just go by how you feel, when you can just like be sensible about it, like like buying those strips. Basically, you're saying I lost all my sense. I have no sense at all. Yeah. Ever. Basically, in, you're in saying you basically you're
1: saying is I'm concerned about the alcohol content in my blood, my b- breast milk, which is right. something you don't need to be concerned about. You need to be concerned about what you're doing. Yeah. And the safety and of you. It's not going
0: to help you with that.
1: No, it's not. And the, also, they are so sensitive that they will pick up you have a have a <laughs> have a ripe banana and some orange juice and test your breast milk. I bet you it'll come up
0: positive. Oh they're so, God. they're so useless. Unbelievable. I hate those things. I hate them.
1: So I hope that you have learned or have relearned or can see that the numbers that we are talking about are so small that they do not warrant the level of stress and judgment around this topic. Mm-mm.
0: That is the the people that are saying this stuff to you. They're telling you you shouldn't be drinking. Why can't you give it up for the sake of your baby? Uh, you know how dare you? Um, those are people that don't have the education. You know they they don't know. They're judging what by, by what they think to be right, and that's not that's not everybody. They don't know. They don't have the the information.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's not just the people around you, but agencies do this too. There's some agency, I don't even know, that like, maybe it's like the CDC or something, some big place that's like, has like guidelines on how much alcohol you can drink while you're breastfeeding. Screw off. We don't (laughs) need your guidelines on how to like behave as human, you know, like just stop. There is no, I said this in the other episode too, There is no guidelines on how much alcohol a man should drink while he is trying to reproduce. Right. And that is more of a problem. It really is. But we would never recommend what men should do for themselves because we just think, well, men can handle themselves. They don't need all these recommendations. But, you know, women are so stupid and dumb that we can't like live our lives. We need to have all these rules And regulations and all these recommendations from these agencies telling us how to live.
0: Right. We need to be monitored.
1: You don't. Yes. Yes. You need to be carefully monitored because you're just stupid. You know, you can use your brain. We have brains and we can use our brain in this. You can't use your brain when you're drunk, though. So have a plan.
0: Did I in the other episode, did I talk about the car seat story? Oh, you did. Yeah. Did I? Mm-hmm. That's it. Can I? I'm, I'll are, tell yeah, that story yeah. again because I totally remember this very well. And I would always talk about this when I did breastfeeding classes. Um, so, years ago, here where I live, there was a news story about a woman who had been drinking and had her baby in a carrier car seat, right? So, if the baby was in a carrier car seat, they must have been pretty young. And she had been drinking. Went to go drive herself home, put the car seat on the top of the car, like a, it was a cup of coffee, got in her car and drove away. And off goes the baby, you know, tumbling down in the car seat off the back of the car. Like, and the, the baby oh was God. not hurt or anything like that because, you know, they were in the car seat and buckled, thank God. But that is a fantastic example of how you are not going to do the right thing when you're drinking. And who knows if she was even breastfeed? like nobody knows, but that is a great example of like you're drinking and you're supposed to be taking care of an infant. Those two things don't go together. Nobody's saying you can't drink. We're just saying you need to find somebody else to help you with your baby. That's all. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. There's these, um, and I, th- I feel like it's just becoming more like there's like, It's pretty common now, right? There was like a time or we were hearing more about this where parents were having like, you know, drinking parties together and they're gathering at people's houses and like having wine and like hanging out with the babies and all that. But then everyone's getting in their car and driving home. And it's just not safe. The fact that you're drinking while you're breastfeeding is not the issue. No. It's the fact that you can't make good decisions when you're drunk. You know, I mean, I can't even think about all of the things that I did while I was drunk. Like, what if I had had a baby with me?
0: Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's the only problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really the only issue is you. Because your breast milk is not going to hurt your baby, but you might. So just do it safely.
0: so like we we're saying, the science behind it is very, a very small amount of alcohol actually gets into your milk. That's the bottom line. Like it is not a lot of alcohol. You might be having a glass of wine that has 11% alcohol in it, but the amount of alcohol that is actually detected in your blood is way less than that. Way it's less. Tra- it's trace.
1: Trace it's, amount.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, and you, you know, it just is not even, people really do make it sound like it's 11% around the board. And we know that that's not true. We know it's not, but I it's like people have a baby and everybody freaks out and just starts making up these statistics that aren't true. Like it shouldn't change your whole life. Like having a baby is life-changing enough yeah you should but still you do. should be able to still do some of the things that you want to do. You should yeah, be yeah. able to still like you know go to a wedding and have a drink and no, celebrate something
1: it is so, yeah. so life changing that you should and need to be able <laughs> to do some of the things that you were doing before because yeah it's going to be it's like shock and awe anyway, yeah,
0: but you shouldn't have to like put your whole life on hold. no it's not fair you don't Mm-mm. have to.
1: The science is here. It's in. Well, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye.